Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, I've often wondered if this is the single most important factor in success in business and entrepreneurship. It's rarely talked about and I don't know why. But if you think about it in business, people talk about hard work and hustle and selling and marketing and scaling and service and product and innovation and disruption uh, and people and leadership. And they talk about all these things as being important to be a successful entrepreneur and business person. And I completely agree with all of them. But why is this often not talked about with entrepreneurship and business? I believe possibly the single most important factor in your success or failure as an entrepreneur is how you manage and master your emotions. Because imagine this, you work really hard, but you're always angry. You're always stressed. You're just going to push people away. You're going to push clients away. You're going to push staff away. Um, Let's say that you're trying to put yourself out there more, but you're always feeling embarrassed or not worthy enough or not good enough. Then you're never really going to live to your full potential. Let's say you've got to deal with conflict, yet you act in a childish manner. You take everything personally. It doesn't matter how hard you work or how much you put yourself out there, or how much you spend on marketing and paid ads, I don't think you're ever really going to be truly successful. Uh, And if I look at really successful entrepreneurs and business owners and scale-ups, you know, and influencers, you know they can handle criticism and challenge. You know that they can handle bigger problems, problems that probably hurt them a decade or two ago. And therefore, to a certain degree, they've, they've started to manage their emotions better. Now, I've got a lot to say on this. Um, and so this might be a bit of a deep dive live. So um, someone, when I said I was going live this morning about uh, dealing with your emotions, managing them and mastering them, someone said, yes, your emotions are triggered by your thoughts. Hmm. I'm not sure I agree with that. I believe your emotions are triggered by your previous experiences, which has been created, has formed and created an emotional response or a reaction. You know, that triggering or, you know, that emotional hijacking. And I don't believe that's a conscious thought. I believe that's an unconscious reaction to the environment or to people uh, you reacting to things that happen that might challenge your survival or your safety. It might be a threat or it it might be the opposite of a threat. Good emotions, uh, the response to safety and comfort and security. So I don't think emotions I mean, they can be conscious because you can master your mind and master your emotions and control them and create them with conscious thought. But that's a level of um, emotional mastery I think most people are not yet at. And I'm trying to develop my own emotional mastery in that regard. I've been studying people like Joe Dispenza, who I think has great work on this subject. You should study him. So I believe emotions are unconscious emotions as a reaction to and triggered by your environment and people, whether they threaten your survival and safety and security or aid your survival and security and safety. Therefore, a positive or a negative emotion. 
Uh, and therefore, your emotions are not you. Your emotions are your unconscious reactions to your environment or to people. Irina um, hit me with 50, but she said 50. I only get stars if you actually give me the stars. You don't just say the number of stars. I know a lot of people haven't figured out how to um, get the stars yet. It's, it's near the writer comment bar um, below. It just says buy stars. You, um, you get stars and then you, you share them. It's Facebook's new currency, basically. OK, so remember that you are not your emotions. The problem, though, is if your emotions trigger you and they overtake you and they hijack you, you end up becoming like this Jekyll and Hyde type personality, whereby when you're logical and not triggered, you're acting probably based on your own pure thoughts and actions and desires. Um, and But if you're triggered and you're emotional, you're like the Hyde, the Jekyll to the Hyde, the, the um, Incredible Hulk to the Banner. <laughs> Uh, and you're almost out of control and you're being a non-true version of you. So I believe your reactions, to summarise, is important to go through in detail. Your reactions and feedback to the environment, places and people, etc. And your past experiences reappearing as a feeling now. But the problem is um, your experiences with people are mostly a reaction to them or the environment and not the pure you. And that can cause you a lot of problems. Uh, all right. So I believe that mastering your emotions is first understanding what they are and how they're triggered and then controlling them and managing them and then owning them uh, and almost second guessing them and controlling them with your logical thought process, which I'm going to get to uh, in a moment. So your reactions to people, they are not pure. They are not logical often. They are often emotional uh, and they are colored by your past experiences. So let's say someone rejects you and you get triggered and you have this chemical reaction in your body. Um, that is not actually triggered by them in the moment and the reaction in the moment and the rejection in the moment. That is triggered by all the past experiences of rejection that you've had, triggered by a significant emotional event way back in the past. Um, I've often talked about some strong ones of mine. So getting rejected by girls, for example. Or not even getting near the girls because not even being um, having them being interested in me or getting rejected by prospects. You know, when I was selling to them and they, they, they rejected me and I took that very personally. Uh, I, I've told you a few um, lives ago um, when I was very young, oh, I must have been seven or eight. I can't remember, but I was very young and I had my Liverpool kit on and I had my Mitre Delta football. And I'd go and watch all the older kids play football uh, locally on the football pitch near me. And I'd watch them morning after morning after morning. Um, really wanting to play, but they, they're never asking me and they're completely ignoring me. And then one day, the, the, the kid who was the best of football, older kid, way older than me, really good footballer, came up to me and he knelt down. He's like, all right, mate, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, all right. What's your name? Rob, oh, I see a Liverpool fan, nice one. Yeah. You want to play with us? Yeah, you want to And he asked me if we wanted to play. And I went, huh? And I was really nervous. Uh, yeah, I'd love to play. And he went, well, you can't fuck off. And then just walked off and went and carried on playing. And I felt so much pain. That you can reject me now and I can feel like that seven or eight year old kid again. Or I can feel like, like, like that guy who was rejected by girls who wasn't even interested. Um, girls weren't even showing interest in him when he was an overweight kid. Or the rejection when I've had the courage to ask for a sale and got rejected. Or rejected publicly or embarrassed or shamed or humiliated. Uh, and uh, so when people reject me now, they don't know when they reject me that they're bringing up all of that emotional hijacking. Uh, and they don't mean to do that. Uh, and if I react to them like I feel, I'm either going to go into shame, embarrassment, fight, lashing out, 
revenge or I'm going to hide away and never ever try, uh, like protect myself from ever experiencing that emotion again. Uh, and this is for money, business, life, relationships, partnerships, you know, critics, trolls, haters, you name it, these emotions all come out. Now, they're not always as strong as what I've just shared with you, but they're dictating and controlling our present and therefore they are dictating and controlling our future. So remember that um, your reactions to people and how they're reacting to you aren't pure. They're based on your emotional hijacking and also probably the, how they're reacting to you is based on their emotional hijacking. So this can create this um, vicious cycle where we're fighting and reacting to others who are fighting and reacting to us, but we're not fighting and reacting to each other. We're fighting and reacting to our past and our baggage uh, and our emotional like uh, hijacking. Uh, which is so strong and unconscious. And there, by the way, to protect us from feeling like that again, because it threatens our safety and survival. Um, but man, it's complicated. Um, I need a bit of a rest. So how do we break this crazy pattern? Because if we react, react to like this with clients, with joint venture partners, with critics, with staff, you know, with consultants, with uh, intimacy, intimacy in our relationships, you know, sometimes my wife can look at me, that look of, ultimate rejection. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. Um, and oh man, I can feel all the rejection I've ever felt with women. Like, like there's a lot, but you know what I mean? Going way back when, but she might just be full in her brain or she might be overwhelmed with the kids or busy or just have something going on. And I've tried to learn over the years to not take it personally. And that is a challenge. That's your big challenge. That's why I believe that this is the single biggest determinant of success as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as an individual, as someone who's looking for happiness and fulfillment and success. Tanisha, thank you for the stars. Christine, thank you for the stars. Julian, thank you for the stars. Looks like this is a popular episode. Thanks for the feedback, by the way. Okay, so when you experience people, you don't experience them as they are. You experience them as you are through your own emotional response to them. Um, or even different or worse is you don't um, react to them as they are or you are, but as you were when you were a child or the last significant emotional event. And when we understand these layers of complexity of emotional hijacking, um, you know, uh, uh, over, overwriting our logic and our thought processes to protect us from a difficult, um, threatening environment or to give us warm, safe feedback for a comforting environment. Because by the way, those emotions of love and connection um, and empathy, that those warm feelings are also an emotional hijack uh, and they can make us feel um, overly comfortable sometimes, by the way. So it works both ways. And I believe this is not your conscious mind, like was said by someone um, in the introduction I did to this live. I believe this is your unconscious mind or your body mind. So um, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza calls, calls it your body mind. So I don't think you can separate the body and the mind. I think it's been proven by science that um, in every cell of your body is, is um, every memory uh, uh, and like all the DNA of your whole body and makeup is in every cell in your body. So people say the mind and the body, you know, the emotion and the logic, but I don't think you can separate them. And I think that if we stop separating them, um, that will help us ultimately. But um, what Joe Dispenza separates is the mind mind, the logic and then the body mind. And so, you know, when you're hijacked or you're overcome with emotion that your, your whole body feels that not just your brain, not just even your, your heart or your stomach, but your whole body. Like you can feel that chemical reaction go through your arms, your legs, everywhere. You can get hot and flushed. 
Um, and you feel that everywhere. So, yeah, the body is the brain, as Sam has just said. So um, I think when you understand this, now Joe Dispenza calls it the body mind, i.e. the emotion, the hijacking that the body takes over, not just the mind. I think once you start to understand this about yourself and others, you start to learn to manage your emotions because you can't manage what you're not aware of. And, and man, my whole life, I was just um, controlled by this and I didn't even know it. I had no conscious awareness that this was dictating my reactions, my emotions, my relationships, you know, my interactions with people. All right. So um, your reaction to your clients, critics, staff, partners, they're all based on your past experiences being dragged into the present um, and therefore affecting your future. And this is not the truth. This is not how life is. This is how you perceive it to be. This is not how people are. This is how you perceive it to be. This is not even how you are. This is how you are emotionally feeling you in the moment. And if you learn to separate the essence, essence of you and your relationships and your perceptions from your emotions, I think you start to move towards emotional management and then emotional mastery. So I believe managing your emotions is step one, notice when you get triggered. Notice when the feelings are so strong, either to give you safety uh, feedback for safety in the environment, the warm feelings, or uh, a survival or threat to your environment, that those triggered um, fight or flight uh, emotions, which are you know very strong and put you on edge and make you feel stressed. Notice them, but don't say anything or don't do anything or don't react. So stage one is to notice, ah, okay, I'm separating how I think from how I feel. This is a strong feeling, but I'm noticing it. I'm not going to react overly positively, overly negatively. Um, I'm just going to notice it, breathe it in. And then step two is to understand where that emotion came from. What past event was it? What recurring theme is it of rejection or ridicule or guilt or shame or vulnerability um, or anger or resentment or being hurt and lashing out and noticing that um, habit that's formed like carbon, carbon dating layers and layers and layers and layers. And that emotion gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and compounds and compounds. And remember, these are all past events and past events aren't true because they're in the past. Your memory of them isn't what they were. It's your memory of them. And apparently, according to science, your memory of an event is not a memory of the event. It's a memory of the last memory of the event. And if you've had 10,000 memories of the event, you've played Chinese whispers for the memories of the event. So you're remembering something of something of something of something of something of something. So it's like Chinese whispers. It probably wasn't even like that anymore. Um, yet your whole present and future is being dictated based on this false reality. So if you think about it, it's kind of a bit insane that you're allowing that to affect your future and your um, present reality. Okay, so then the third thing, once you know where that, that triggering is coming from and what in you is reacting to the environment and the people and what past events that happened um, that are bringing that emotion back. The third thing, though, then is to understand that that is happening to them, too. So when you're in an argument, a, de a debate, when you're getting criticised, you know, when, when a staff member's maybe not performing or, or not living up to your standards uh, or whatever, understand that that's happening to them too. So never assume to know what they're thinking or feeling and always care to listen and ask. Uh, now, if, you, if, so, if you've triggered someone and they're triggering you and you're in this sort of washing machine of emotions, breathe, listen, be empathetic, try and understand what's triggering them. Try and ask uh, why they are being how they're being. Seek to understand them. Seek to understand you. Uh, and then you will be able to break the cycle, um, which we, most of us are living in this constant stress reaction. Uh, and, and I believe, based on the research that I've done, 
that actually the single biggest thing above food, above DNA and genetics that will make or break your health and your wellness is how much you're in stress. Uh, And, you know, stress is necessary and important um, because it uh, overrides our security feelings so that we will go into defense mode, we will go into protection mode, we'll go into survival mode. Uh, It needs to override everything else. It needs to stop us from doing our admin or eating or relaxing or anything else or like procreating. It needs to interrupt that pattern and immediately put us on edge. You know, the eyes go wide. The chemicals kick in. We don't digest our food. All of the resources are put into survival, into into reaction, into um, strength, into speed. And that's vital in making us survive. But the problem is the world has changed so much. but our responses to the world haven't. So we're often in this stress mode all the time and and reacting like we're trying to survive against a threat to our life from a critic, from a staff member, from a client, you know, from a commentator online, from a partner, from a friend, from a family member, from a child, when in fact they're not threatening our survival in that way. And the only way you're going to change this unconscious stress response is to understand where it comes from, to feel it, to breathe it, to feel them, to breathe them, to breathe it in and to break the pattern. Uh, and the ways that you do that are noticing where it comes from, understanding where it comes from, being grateful for the situation that you're in, um, caring and understanding and forgiving and letting go and not holding on and being empathetic to yourself as well as others. Uh, and then always taking it on as feedback and, and seeking to improve and develop your reactions and responses. All right, then. If you let the emotion get the better of you, then you're letting the past dictate the present, which will ruin the future. So you'll also trigger others back who will then be triggered and then you'll trigger back. You know, like when you in, in the end, you're halfway through an argument, you're like, what are we even arguing about? It's just ego and p- trying to be right and trying to win and trying to overpower. We've actually forgotten the essence of what triggered the argument or the debate in the first place. And worst is when that's public and online and, you know, with people who you're supposed to be leading. You know, that's the last place you want to be. Um, All right. So never make important decisions when you're emotional. Always try and make important decisions when you're logical, when you're not triggered, when you've calmed down. Learn to smile. Learn to be grateful. Learn to be still. Learn to listen. Learn to walk away. Uh, And then privately lose your shit (laughs) Uh, in private, not with anyone uh, around you or turn it into a write a journal on when those emotions are there. It's not like you 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 can forget them. They're there. Sometimes it's wise to breathe them in to feel them. But write a journal on them, create a write a poem um, based on feeling those emotions, write a song, um, do a podcast, do a live video, you know, create content. That's often how I manage those emotions and turn those strong emotions into a power and a force for good. And then make the decision or go back and speak to the person or have the meeting um, or, you know, sit down and talk to your kids um, when those emotions have subsided. Because I don't want you to live in this pattern of triggered, react, regret, triggered, react, regret, triggered, react, regret. And I think a lot of us live in that. Um, cycle, you know, like when you've sent that email and you instantly regret it and you wish you could recall it. But you know, when you press the recall button, they can't unsee the words that you wrote. And sometimes people can be, people can be very cruel when they're defense, defensive or lashing out. And you've probably said things you don't mean. Uh, and then that triggers them to say things that they don't mean. And then that strains the relationship. And actually, that's not the essence of their, who they are, or the essence of who you are. And it can become like, I think the world is living in this cycle and it's very dangerous. So don't allow yourself to become the Jekyll and the Hyde, the Jekyll and the Hyde, the constant 
Hulk banner, Hulk banner, Hulk banner. Um, try and learn to control it, to observe it, um, to let it subside. And, um, you know, remember, everything is a test. Everything is a test to help you grow. Um, one of my mentors tells me that the maximum growth is on the border of support and challenge. So you're going to be equally challenged to support it, which means that these emotions are going to be triggered from time to time. And I always used to think, oh, I can master these emotions. You know, I can breathe it in. I can be grateful. I can take the um, moral high ground, but not in like an ego driven way. I can be the better person. I can step away. I can back out of the argument. I don't have to be right. I can let them win. I can do all these things. And, and I learned that in certain areas like online critics and debates, I could back out and I could allow that to happen. Um, but, but all that really that did for me was it didn't, the emotions didn't subside. It just meant I'd built a new layer or level of, um, I guess, a rejection proofing or a thicker skin. But I could still get triggered. It would just be a higher level of triggering through something bigger and more important, um, like someone I really respected who criticized me or, or a bigger online outing or trolling or difficult situation or a bigger issue in business. So problems don't go away. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger. But the smaller problems go away when you learn to master them by ma managing and then mastering your, your emotions and your responses to them and how you perceive the situation. Because your emotion will tell you to be scared, to react, to defend. Um, or, you know, to feel shame and, 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 and disdain and hatred and self-loathing. Um, but in reality, it's all feedback to help you to grow and improve. And your logic te teaches you that. And once you see that in the emotion, that emotion will subside in that particular triggering situation. But you will invite newer and bigger challenges and problems and emotions. That is your reward. Um, also, remember, if everything is a test, it's also never personal. Critics and trolls and haters and staff members and partners um, and, you know, and all these people that you perceive are wronging you or not living up to your standards or are letting you down. <clears throat> it's never personal. They're not doing that. No one goes around their whole day thinking, I'm going to piss Rob off. I'm going to let Rob down. I'm going to fuck Rob over. No one does that all day, every day. Not even my critics. It's just that things get triggered in them by me or things get triggered in them by themselves. And usually they're just in their own world being triggered by their own pain and their own past and their own rejection and when you understand that about them, I think it gives you empathy towards them. So I've been doing so much live content, so many live streams and podcasts. I've been drying my own mouth out. All right. So let me know what you think. It looks like I've got, I've got a couple of comments and questions here. So I'm going to stay on the live. But if you're listening to the podcast, I just want to say thank you. I hope you found this useful. Um, try and break the pattern and the cycle of your emotional triggering. Um, master your emotions and you master entrepreneurship. Master your emotions and you master business and money and life. And... I believe that you're, I'm going to do a quick summary because people tell me that they like the summaries. So hard work is important in entrepreneurship, hustle and grind and graft and sales and marketing and leadership and hiring and recruitment and HR and managing your finances uh, and putting yourself out there and you know, paid ads. And these are all important in business. But I really believe you will sabotage all of those if you don't manage your emotions well. Um, step one, manage. Step two, master. So um, someone said um, in uh, the uh, little post I did to set up this live that um, emotions are triggered by thoughts. I believe emotions are triggered by your past emotions. Um, and I believe they're unconscious, the body mind rather than the mind mind. Um, you are not your emotions. Uh, your emotions are reactions and feedback to the environment and places and people. And they are also your past experiences reappearing as a feeling. So mostly... Um, your reactions and feedback to the environment are triggered by your past experiences to people and the environment. Um, that means that your emotions aren't pure uh, and reacting to the current experience. They're the past colouring the present and therefore dictating probably negatively the future. 
So you, your reactions to people are not as they are, they as you they're as you perceive them to be. And their reactions are not as you are, but as they perceive you to be. So try not to get in this um, vicious cycle and this sort of almost like feedback loop of doom, if you like. Um, so significant emotional events in your past are triggering your present and dictating your future um, as you were, not as you are. So be mindful of that. Um, and your reactions to clients and staff and critics and partners uh, and all the people and situations you are reacting to, that's based on your past experiences being bracketed. Sorry, I'm talking too fast now. I will slow down. Past experiences being dragged back into the present and hopefully um, not, but probably colouring the future. So remember, this is not the truth. This is not the real essence of you uh, and life. Um, so managing your emotions is what? Five steps. Step one, notice when you get triggered. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. As um, Rachel has said here, manage your chimp. Step two is to understand where that emotion comes from, the past events. Notice it, be aware of it, accept it, be grateful for it. Um, forgive the others and yourself for um, reacting that way. The emotions are there to serve you. They come from a good place of protecting your survival. Step three is never assume what triggered them, what they're thinking, what they're feeling and how they're being. And always listen and ask and care. Step four is to seek to understand them and to seek to understand you and why they're triggered and how they're triggered. Step five is to be grateful, to see the challenge in the triggers. What are you supposed to learn? How does this help you grow? How can you master the relationships with others? Um, how can you be empathetic? How can you go to that next level of relationship development? And uh, that might be seeing it from their point of view, being grateful and taking on the feedback, listening, caring, understanding, seeing the uh, opportunity usually hidden in your emotional responses. They're all hidden lessons that are clouded by your emotions. Stuart, thank you for your stars. Sam, thank you for your stars. And Steph, thank you for your stars. If you let the emotion get the better of you, you're letting your past, which isn't even real, dictate your present and future. You're letting other people's past dictate your present and future. Um, so try not to get in this vicious cycle of you being triggered and triggering them back and then being triggered by your trigger and you being triggered by their trigger. Um, yeah. So never make a big decision when you're emotionally triggered. Let it subside. Think and feel through it. Make a journal on it. Do a podcast on it. Do a rant on it. Um, write a poem on it. Write a song on it. Put those emotions into your art and your work. And then you turn it into good. Don't hold it in. Feel it, yes, but don't hold it in and suppress it. Don't allow yourself to be the Jekyll and Hyde or the Banner and Hulk. Because you'll end up in this cycle of trigger, react, regret, trigger, react, regret. Um, it's never personal. It's always just about people's past and their emotional response. All right, so thanks for tuning in in the podcast. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.